0: Welcome to C is for Creepy. My name is Elise. And my name's Courtney. Join us every week as we discuss our favorite true crime and paranormal stories. From A to Z. Hey guys, welcome back to another edition of Nocturnal Novellas. We're already on episode three. Yeah, I love these so much. They are. They're such a good palate cleanser for the end of the month. They are. So just a reminder for any new listeners, our Nocturnal novellas are a monthly bonus episode. Yeah, on the last Friday of every month, we have a few short, quick, fun stories. Um, mine usually tend to be urban legends, mythical creatures... um, some folklore sometimes. All the fun little things that I can't do an entire episode around, but they're interesting. Mm-hmm. They're so much fun. Uh, my stuff that I usually cover are strange laws, uh, funny headlines that I find, or just funny cases in general that aren't long enough to do a full story on. Um, and usually I throw in a strange death or other weird kind of crime yes stories (laughs) are you ready to get into it yes tell me your first one so my first one is an urban legend and we're gonna do the saskatchewan st louis ghost train Ooh. have you ever heard of it no oh girl Uh, to be fair i've only been to saskatchewan like one time in my whole life okay then i'll give you some grace thank you An article from CBC News states that when you are driving through the small town of St. Louis, make sure to check out the abandoned rail line. Awesome. One night in the 1920s, a Canadian National Railway conductor was checking the tracks near St. Louis when he got hit by a train and lost his head. (gasps) Whoa. Now at night, a light from a phantom train or lantern appears. He was looking for his head, said a witness. That's why we see the light with the lantern. Oh, man. Oh, man. Okay, this is a horrible joke, but all I can think is, I guess he's not going to be the head conductor then. (laughs) That was wonderful. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Many residents of this small town report seeing a white or red light. A CBC camera caught it on tape one night. The tape isn't proof of the tale, and the CNR doesn't have the records that go far back enough to confirm or refute the story. Wow. Some people in St. Louis have done their own experiments. A skeptic believes the lights are just headlights from the highway, saying, we took our binoculars and could clearly see the highway number two through the binoculars. Oh, shut up. Not everyone in town buys the headlight theory. Mayor... Emile Lucier points out that the highway can't even be seen from the ghost spotting site. Okay. Lucier said, a scientist came to the site but couldn't figure it out. We noticed there was a light behind us and when we turned around and looked, the light was right down and appeared right at our heels. Oh. Other people in town say it's unexplainable. Oh. And that is the story of the St. Louis ghost train. That is super cool. Yeah, I really want to go and see it. Fuck yeah. We'll do a whole haunted Canadian tour. Yes. That's good. Yeah, that's one plan that I want to do this summer is check out some ghost towns, like starting in Alberta, just do day trips, but... That would be a lot of fun. I think so. Otherwise, I would have absolutely no reason to go to St. Louis. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. What is yours? All right. So... For this month's doctoral Novella, I'm starting with a trip to a Caribbean paradise. Oh, I wish I was there right now. Oh, who wouldn't want to visit the sandy beaches and be able to take in the culture from the towns on the islands of St. Kitts and Navis? Well, those with a potty mouth could find themselves in trouble with the law. Oh, fuck. (laughs) As these tiny countries have extremely strict no public profanity laws. Sorry, where is this? In the Caribbean islands of St. Kitts and Navis. Okay. Okay. So according to a Lonely com article I found, swearing has been illegal since 1961. And currently, the law states that those who, quote, make use of any abrasive, blasphemous, indecent, insulting, profane, or threatening language in a public place, in any place, to the annoyance of the public, or tending to be a breach of the peace. So you can't just drop the F-bomb whenever you please. No, only in the privacy of your own home. Okay. Okay. What exact curse words used that will get you in trouble vary from off like vary depending on the officer around. Mm-hmm. So it's best to stay away from like saying "fucking" public. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If caught swearing, you could face a fine of five hundred Caribbean dollars, so that's roughly two hundred and thirty nine dollars Canadian. Okay. But you could be arrested and face up to six months in prison. Oh. Travelers are not exempt from this anti-swear law, and it's likely your passport could be held until your court appearance and sentencing. Holy shit. Yeah, they take it very seriously. Okay. Most famously, the rapper 50 Cent was performing in St. Kitts in 2016, and after the profane performance he put on, he was arrested. The rapper was not able to leave the country until his day in court, And had to pay uh, $1,100 in fines. Well, like, at least they didn't fine him per word. (laughs) (laughs) No, they they just made the whole thing. All right, it's just, it's a breach of the peace. So. (laughs) Yeah. Like, could you imagine if they just, like, had someone there with a tally chart for every swear word? (laughs) That would be amazing you owe us actually two million dollars (laughs) right that's five hundred dollars a swear it's the worst swear jar ever or the best depending on what end of it you're on true very true i know some grandmothers out there that would appreciate that right another celebrity whose performance got them in hot water was dmx who was fined in 2003 for excessive cursing remember if you end up visiting this beautiful island to mind your language as this is into your grandmother's swear jar (laughs) amazing (laughs) i love that i enjoyed that one it definitely uh reminded me of my husband's grandmother who whenever we're around is constantly yelling at the boys for their swearing around her so i was like oh we can't go there hun (laughs) (laughs) no kidding I feel like a lot of millennials couldn't go there. <laughs> or at least they need to have, like, pre-warnings. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, mind your tongue. Yeah. Are you ready for my next story? Absolutely. Hit me with it. So, my next one is going to be an Inuit mythical creature Ooh. called Kilut. Okay. And I got it from Superstitions by D.R. McElroy. Kilut is a subterranean beast that resembles a black hairless dog which feeds on the dead. Oh. The only hair on this creature is on its feet. Oh. Oh, that's like the worst... Is it a hobbit? That is the worst place for a hair to be. Oh, what are those hairless dogs? Rat terriers? Oh. That's kind of what my brain thinks of, but like the size of Zeus. Okay, I was picturing those... Um, Are they like the Egyptian dogs? Do you know what, which ones I'm talking about? They look pretty... Like, I don't know if they're hairless, but they like look super... Oh, no, this thing is ugly. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Well, at least the representations of it on the internet are not flattering. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) This hair serves to mask and or ease its tracks so no one can see it wandering. This creature stalks the unwary and considered to be an omen of death. Oh, Uh uh-huh. And that is the story of cute, Okay, nice. My next story, or my next case, is from February 4th, 2020, and it cracked me up quite a bit. So, I'm all for putting everything in its place, and labeling items for organizational purposes. But these two guys seem to have taken some inspiration from Pinterest to heart. Okay. Ian Simons and Joshua Reinhardt were speeding along Interstate 10 in Santa Rosa County, Florida. Unfortunately for the pair, Florida Highway Patrol clocked them going 95 miles per hour, or 150 kilometers. Okay. Causing them to be pulled over by the state trooper. Obviously. After discovering that Reinhardt had an active felony warrant due to violation of probation... The trooper thought it would be best to call in for backup. On the scene arrived Santa Rosa County Sheriff's deputy in order to assist. They also had police dogs with them. The canine unit alerted law enforcement to some suspicious bags Mm -hmm. aptly inscribed Bag Full of Drugs. Somebody had a label maker, I was too eager with it. <laughs> uh, it wasn't a label maker per se. Like, the bags were actually, like, it was written, like, embroidered right on the bags. Oh my god. Or, like, I don't know if it was, like, a cricket kind of thing, but Ooh, okay. Okay, hey, bag of drugs. Inside the bags, the two 24-year-old men had hid 75 grams of methamphetamine point three six kilograms of ghb which is like a date rape drug mm-hmm. one gram of cocaine 3.6 grams of fentanyl 15 mdma tablets as well as other paraphernalia in their bag of drugs and their bag of drugs. bag full of drugs oh sorry so it is full <laughs> no kidding okay quote note to self do not traffic your illegal narcotics in bags labeled bag full of drugs deputies (laughs) wrote on facebook our canines can read (laughs) oh my goodness both men were charged with trafficking meth and ghb three counts of possession of controlled substances and possession of drug paraphernalia and i found this case on (laughs) rdnewsnow.com bag full of drugs i just i don't know if i could show my face I loved that one so much. Like, I see the dark humor in it. And I'm sure at the time they thought they were funnier than shit. Oh, I bet they sure did. But like, oh my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Bag full of drugs. So, following suit with my last story of the Inuit mythical creature, Kiloot, I am going with Omens of Death. Ooh! In folklore, yeah. So I got these from talkdeath.com. Okay. First one. You want to take a wild guess? The Grim. No. Omens of death. Yeah, that's oh. called, that's an omen of death. Oh, it's not on this list. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just a Harry Potter nerd. <coughs> that's okay. I still love you. <laughs> so my first one is black cats. Oh. Okay, fair, fair, fair. There are many different ways that interacting with a black cat is seen as a sign of danger or of the approaching death of either you or someone you love. For example, an old German superstition states that if a black cat sits at the bedside of a sick person, this is a sign that they will die very soon. Hearing the meowing of a black cat at midnight is another common superstition said to be an omen of someone's death a black cat crossing the path of a funeral is a sign that a family member of the deceased will die soon oh i wish like okay my black cat meows constantly so i feel kind of responsible for the amount of deaths in the world because of my cat (laughs) Uh, yeah well like I'm sick all the time, and we waver- and Hades sleeps with me all the time. So, like, it's amazing that I have not died so yet. <laughs> so, our second one is crows. Oh! Seeing a single crow is believed to be an omen of bad luck rather than death. However, if you see a large group of five or more crows, also known as a murder of crows, it is believed to be an omen of illness or death of yourself or someone you know. Oh. Again, there's a family of crows that live in my, like, neighborhood. hmm They actually poop on one of my neighbor's cars. <laughs> my next one is owls. They have an unfortunate reputation in folk- folkloric superstition. For example, if you're walking under a tree at night and you hear an owl hooting overhead... This is believed to be an omen that a family member is going to die soon. Oh, wow. If an owl is perched on your rooftop, this is also a sign that death is coming for someone you know. Wow. There are even famously rumored instances of owls foreshadowing death in history. It is believed that before the death of the Roman emperor Antonius, an owl was seen perched above his bedroom door. Mm -hmm. Our fourth omen of death is doppelgangers. Ooh, I don't like a doppelganger. Those freak me out. They are a German word meaning double-goer. It refers to someone's exact replica born of completely different parents. In German and Irish folklore, seeing one's doppelganger was believed to be a sign of your own imminent death. So that's just seeing your own. Because there's somebody in the city that looks like me. Like... My mom has seen her, my friend has seen her, and, like, he's asked me, hey, were you over here? And I was like, no, I wasn't even close to that area. So there's someone that looks like me in the city. I just hope I never meet her. Ooh. hmm Our fifth and final omen is Death Knocks. <gasps> oh. When you hear three knocks at your door and open it to find no one is there, death is coming for you. These knocks, also called the Knocks of Doom, are heard of in many different cultures, such as Irish, Scottish, and First Nation communities. Oh. (sighs) Chills. And that is my omens of death in folklore. That is super interesting. Okay, so this one's a little longer, so I'm sorry, please stick with me, because it's truly bizarre. Okay. Okay. I'm going to share the death of John Cummings, and I found this on journal dot me okay the year is 1799 and cummings was a 23 year old american sailor who that summer found himself on the way to france during the many adventures the crew noticed a carnival tents set up and decided to explore there they witnessed a man pretending to swallow clasping knives and i read they were also described as like um like razors okay like the like the flippy razors that men use, so Sweeney Todd. Kind of yeah 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 exactly with the swi- with the swinging blade mm-hmm. with the single blade. Later back on the ship, John Cummings, who had much to drink that night, boasted that he had the knife swallowing skill. Wanting to call the inebriated young man on his bullshit, the crew asked Cummings to perform this risky trick. Oh Lord! Cummings pulled out his pocket knife and swallowed it whole then washed it down with more booze. As one does. Once was not enough for this band of sailors, so Cummings ended up swallowing three more during the course of the night. Were they at least closed? I believe so. Okay. Not that that's going to do very much good for your small and large intestine, but... uh Despite the rather sharp items Cummings ingested, he claimed to have no ill effects. In fact... One of the knives passed through his system that same day, and the next two did, the day after. The fourth knife did not make an appearance. Oh, gosh. But the man wasn't in pain, so he wasn't that worried. Cool, 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 cool. It would be six more years before Cummings would show off this entertaining skill again. He just went on for six years of his life with some knife in his bowels and just... Meh. Yeah, he just did him. Okay. Once again, John Cummings found himself very drunk in the company of sailors in the spring of 1805. Once again, Cummings boasted this unusual skill of knife swallowing, and his audience demanded a demonstration. Fun party trick. That evening, he swallowed six knives, but this time the word had spread, so during the next day, Cummings swallowed eight more. That brought us to a grand total of 14 knives in his guts. Um, is he stupid? I feel like he's not smart. Okay. The next day, Cummings wasn't so lucky and found himself in acute pain. Was, oh, shit. He was also vomiting continually. He went to Charleston Hospital and was discharged with no complications. So, like, they helped him, uh, pass. Oh, did they? All the night. Well... A majority of the knives. Okay. That winter, in December of 1805, the topic of Cummings talent was brought up for a third time. fox foxes. And he demonstrated by swallowing four knives. The sailor persuaded Cummings to perform the trick again, and the man ended up swallowing. Can you guess? Seventeen. Thirteen more knives, bringing it to a grand total of seventeen... I regret being correct. <laughs> the next day, Cummings regretted everything. Because Cummings wasn't Goings. <laughs> wasn't going. <laughs> he went to the ship's physician saying that he was feeling like death. The surgeon gave Cummings a laxative and told him to hope for the best. Unfortunately, it did not help. Oh my gosh. Three months after the grand finale of this skill, he said he felt his bowels drop. It took him that long to pass the knives. Well, just feel okay. And for the next three and a half years, Cummings found himself in pain and he vomited and defecated knife fragments during those years. Oh my gosh. June 1807, his health had deteriorated to the point where he could no longer work on board a ship, so he was expelled from his position. He went to London and was admitted to Guy's Hospital. Doctors could not believe the far-fetched story of a man swallowing knives. During the time this report was unverifiable, since they didn't have x-rays. Mm-hmm. So until one doctor was shocked by the jet black color of his excrement, he went and did a visual inspection. Oh, man. And discovered at least part of a knife blade lar- lodged in his intestine. Oh, my gosh. Was he swallowing open knives at this point? Or do you think the knives just deteriorated so much in his, like, stomach that they... Yeah okay yeah yeah just because like you're the metal is passing through all of those acids Mm -hmm. and your body's trying to break it down yeah but the amount of metal in there well metal doesn't quite dissolve that quickly not at the rate that it needs to to pass through that opening (laughs) Oh, okay okay so the doctor attempted to treat Cummings by giving him an acidic solution to help break down the iron in his, di- in his digestive tract. But in 1809, the now 32-year-old man died from the effects of his knife swallowing. Hmm. The autopsy found intestines full of black iron oxide and many shards of metal. They also discovered 30 to 40 razor shards which the hospital kept for their museum. Oh, shit. So the moral of the story is just because you can swallow knives doesn't necessarily mean that you can pass them. And that is my (sighs) nocturnal novellas. Cummings wasn't going, guys. (laughs) (laughs) That was amazing. I had never heard of that, and I was just giggling to myself being like, this man can't stop. That was glorious. So thank you for that. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for listening to our third episode of Nocturnal Novellas. We love doing them, so please tune in. Yes, please make sure to subscribe and review. We would love to hear your guys' feedback. If you have any suggestions or any stories you want us to cover or any con comments or if you want to reach out please don't hesitate to email us at c4creepy at gmail.com yeah and if you are sending us stories please just make sure that you tag who they're for in the subject yeah and like if you want me to say tell a paranormal story or if you want courtney to tell a crime story doesn't matter like we're happy to cover whatever story you want this is true yeah all right thanks for listening bye thanks for tuning in to c is for creepy we put out weekly episodes every tuesday going through the creepy alphabet check out our website at acast.com slash c is for creepy or on facebook at c is for creepy podcast or on instagram at c for creepy podcast if you have any questions Concerns or suggestions, please email us at c4creepy at gmail.com. Artwork done by Alexis Daly. Check out her work at lexxa underscore artwork on Instagram. See you next week. Bye.